welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from three to number one. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion for a topic for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note in all the different places, Twitter, at Focus Fire Chat, in our Discord, or even email us at focusfirechat.com, at, at gmail.com. There we go. Um, we actually had a email come in this last week with a really good suggestion that I think we're going to do next week. But this week, we're going to discuss our top three. And I can't believe we haven't done that this one yet because we <laughs> made a joke about it listen, for listen, a just year let it go. and a half. Just let it go. Oh, my gosh. Top three Disney movies. And I put some stipulations on this. Um, stipulations. Can't do Star Wars. <laughs> you censored I, us is what you did. <laughs> I told the boys they can't do Star Wars or Marvel movies, essentially, because of the acquisition that Disney did of those two franchises but yeah top i didn't okay I, I, <laughs> this is already I, going off <laughs> i i loosened the the stipulation a little bit it doesn't have to be animated like strictly animated though right yeah. that's better yeah i guess we'll we'll give you that one i i give it and i take it away <laughs> you're why do you think you're the nine stop it <laughs> wait i'm not black tar yeah, ex- yeah, you're you're, you're listen, getting close to that. Listen, you Dusty, want to keep going down this road. <laughs> hey listen, now. Dusty, 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 Dusty. Gosh, oh man, we're starting this one off great. Beard, Speaking you're going of, first. Before I forget to mention it, uh, and everybody here on the show can hear it too. I've got thoughts that we need to work through for that stuff. Oh Just yes, saying. really, really, you do. Oh, yes, you are such thoughts. you are such an anomaly in the community to have thoughts about the, the revelations of the nine. Yeah, but I think my <laughs> thoughts are a little bit further than what other people's thoughts. That are may be. Uh, that usually, may be. Like everybody knows that my thoughts are usually not everybody else's thoughts, right? Like I'm usually kind of ridiculous. I mean, are we calling the kettle black? We I think we kind are. Of, <laughs> I think we are. Dust. I think that's where we're at. Did it. Speaking of, um, I don't actually have a good segue for that at all. <laughs> no. Z, Z in chat, his <laughs> thoughts are not his own. <laughs> oh, God, did you just compare me to Sir? Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, so I could cheat on this whole thing, as uh, Green has pointed out, and mm-hmm. I've already done this. I've already gone on this like huge tangent about talking about these, uh, but... Disney and Studio Ghibli had done a very large team-up. If you're not familiar with uh, Studio Ghibli, what's wrong with you? Uh, but <clears throat> beyond that, hey. yeah, really, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's <laughs> work is amazing. Like I, I said, I could probably cheat and use them for everything. I won't do that. Uh, there are legitimately like three other movies I can kind of pick from here that will f- sort of fit the bill. Uh, however, for my number threes, I'm going to err on the side of caution and I'm going to see if Green is okay with any of them. So I'm going to start with my number three. Granted, I, I don't think this will be in any particular order because, like I said, I'm erring on the side of caution here. Roger Rabbit. Who is framed? Roger? Oh, is that my Roger gosh. Is... Listen, listen. Just because you like okay? segregation of people based <laughs> off the classes and their ethnicity does not mean that... <laughs> Sorry. I I just like, I can't I can't I can't watch that movie without being like oh my god the social commentary in this thing is so oh, bad it's an amazing but movie where, but where else are you gonna see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny <laughs> on the same screen 
I say this to every person that's like, how do you like Roger Rabbit? I'm like, for one, it's that really over-the-top noir-esque uh, atmosphere, which is not meant mm -hmm. to take itself seriously, but mm -hmm. takes itself seriously on a couple of instances. Uh, otherwise, though, like, you look over most of the stupidity that happens in that movie, and it's just a bunch of fun. It's... You know, it's... I, I understand... Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. So, like, uh, as a kid, I didn't appreciate that movie at all. Now, as an adult, I'm just like, how in the world did anybody allow me to watch this thing? <laughs> what were they thinking when I was 10 years old? Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. the, they just came out with, like, I think it's the, the 30th, uh, 30th anniversary or the 20th yeah, anniversary. I can't remember. Some, I think it's 30th, though. Oh yeah, my God. but uh, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit is still like one of my absolute favorite movies of all time to just like kick back and be like, yeah, this was my childhood. I have no idea how the hell this was my childhood, but this is my childhood. Uh, and I think between like that and uh, Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy, which I would have thrown up here if need be, like Dick Tracy was another one of those that was like really kind of poorly received in a lot of rights. Mm -hmm. uh, I I still think it was a fun film because again it was like a it was especially with like the uh, the screenplays that were done over the radio and everything as well. Uh, I, I think that it was very good for the kids in a lot of rights because it tried to dumb everything down. Uh, and then you actually get into the story of it. And you're like, this is totally not for kids. I don't know what they were thinking. But that's another one that they kind of had like these hands with. Uh, with, with Disney or whatnot as well, that, or that wanted to pick them up and do something different. I think that's what, like, Roger Rabbit and Dick Tracy as a whole kind of show off, because they were willing to do something different in a way uh, from what the, the norm kind of was for them uh, outside of, like, here's a bunch of, like, fully cartoon-esque uh, titles, but we're trying to weasel some other stuff in. Uh, and I'll save my other one, uh, or other two, I guess, for number two. Uh, but yeah, I will uh, leave that be for now. I, I, again, I think my number three is going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's fun. I, I think that one works. I it's think pretty it works too. And it's pretty sorry, impressionable on a lot of people oh for God, various it reasons. It is. And, and especially, too, for, for the fact that it's like that mix of live action and cartoon. Oh you God! Didn't see it that was often in the time that it was brought mm -hmm. out as well. That's like, what that I was... was so out of its time. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like it was really one of the big ones that actually pushed the envelope with that. I mean, it pushed mm -hmm. the envelope on a lot of things. No, I mean that, but the the stylistic piece was yeah. Was like what I mean. I remember watching it and being like, just having like I remember my mind just like completely exploding with the idea of like you know, just the concept of actually being able to show that on the same screen. I thought that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And they did a really good job with it. Comprehend that. Oh yeah. No, like, I mean like it was like, old. it was like watching your imagination on a movie theater, like right. on a movie screen. Like it was just the, mm -hmm. I just, I remembered that and being like, oh my gosh, they finally like tapped into something that, you know, I can relate to directly. Right. But yeah, then watching it, <laughs> watching it, a few years ago i'm like oh oh <laughs> maybe not i mean you talk about how pixar slips in all these adult jokes for oh, the yeah. parents now yeah. yeah it's the same thing that happened back in the 80s it's just very blatant now compared to yeah well, they've gotten they've gotten more subtle over the years i will give them that 
think uh, th- think of like the the first season of Pokemon, for instance, because of all the adult jokes <laughs> that were that were in there, and how kids never picked up on that stuff. Like that's the that that's the love. Like Roger Rabbit is like a, a ten on the obvious meter as soon as you hit adult uh, adulthood, mm-hmm. versus Pokemon, where it's like a two, and they really have to be slick with the way that they throw it mm-hmm. in there. Like oh. They, it, it's obvious that it's a very, very different kind of time that we're uh, sort of living in, and the the humor and the wit has to be there in, in mm-hmm. different ways from typical, for sure. Yes. Anyway, I could gush about Roger Rabbit all day. I think it's Blue's turn. It is yeah. Blue's turn. Uh, this is actually one that I mentioned last week, uh, and it's a short. And I honestly, I just blinked on what year it was, uh, but it's Donald and Math Magic Land. Uh, oh. My God, this is like, so this is like, I, I just, I can't express like how strong memory of just sitting down as a kid and watching this. And this was like one of those like Disney educational movies and it, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it was so good. Like it just, they, they really didn't, you know, they didn't really pull a lot of punches. Um, there, there, I mean there, it was Disney, so they didn't show like the full hit the full history of Pythagoras, but they, they showed you kind of his uh, strong opinion of people who didn't believe in him. Let's just put it that way gently. Um, and like, it's I, I just like the different aspects and the different stuff that they cover. Um, like they, I just, I remember as a kid, you know, watching it and being like, Oh, that's what they're talking about. Like it just, I don't know. I, to me, that was, it's always stuck in my head as, being one of those really, really strong memories. And, you know, for me, that's actually more important in a way than, mm-hmm. you know, having a an enjoyable movie, I guess, if you would say. Well, I mean, it's enjoyable because you have those memories tied to it. It's not like it's something that you'll pop in and watch now necessarily, but I don't but know. I did. probably would. I mean, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> entertaining, I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's a pretty entertaining little, and, it, and it's only, I think if I remember right, it's only like, 30 minutes long 45 minutes long it was a really it's a really short one then but it's like yeah if you if i i really actually would strongly encourage if you haven't gone and watched it um it is something that i don't i don't know like it's just really i i don't know it's just really good i think i think it's something that actually stood up pretty good to uh the the testament of time and stuff mostly because it's donald duck being just a jag off towards ancient thinkers which is hilarious on so many levels. Well, I mean, yeah. Donald Duck in general yeah. is just, he's, he's a nut. Like even my number three has Donald Duck in it because I love the three caballeros. <laughs> oh my God. It, it was such a stupid, sh- like, I think it was a short too. I think yeah, it was just it a was. series. And oh like uh, the trio. I, was yeah. If you if you look at a lot of like Disney's older films, not many of them ran past forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least if they were like fully uh, animated. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, Donald Duck though is like the classic. I don't know. He just is so evil. He's chaotic evil. He really is. Like I I love the fact though that he's like I I don't like it's just the entire like the I I it makes me want to say that. Disney had an issue with ducks because you had <laughs> you had Donald Duck, you had Scrooge oh, yeah. McDuck, you had like right. all I mean like all these different um 
And Donald was mean. Like oh, that's what I mean. I, like they were he, all they were all he, kind of a like, one, <laughs> one of my favorite little cartoons was with Donald playing the trombone, like learning how to play the trombone <laughs> at home alone. And Pete's like Pete, which is like the big fat version of Goofy is next door and he's upset about the whole thing or no, it's the other way around. Pete's playing the trombone and Donald's mad about it. And so Donald's like trying everything he possibly can to get Pete to stop, including like essentially killing himself or killing him. (laughs) And it's like, well then let's all right. This got real dark real quick. And even in heaven, things got bad. It's so bad. I'm just going to say it. Where else are you going to find Donald Duck and Daffy Duck in the same cartoon? Right? Roger Rabbit. That's true. And you realize that both of them are schmucks, and both of them deserve having the pianos dropped on them. Yes. 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 Anyway, uh, going back to the, well, real quick, actually, going to the, the whole how long some Disney movies were. Oh, God. Dumbo is 64 minutes as wow. an average runtime for it. And it so traumatizes everyone you... in that short of a time. Well, let's put it this way. When you got a big-lipped alligator moment, if anybody <laughs> wants to quote those anymore, <laughs> like that one, like, look, between the, the LSD trip between <laughs> that, <one>. that scene, <laughs> as well as, like, also looking back at, like, Willy Wonka and thinking about that tunnel scene. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. Oh, that tunnel scene. I think that tunnel scene is worse for me than that uh that, that at lsd trip i really I think can, it was yeah it's i mean there. when you got gene wilder looking at you like dead in the eye he's everybody's pretty creepy just like what's going scene. on yeah he's really creepy in that scene he's really it's such creepy. a good song though even if it is creepy <laughs> it's such a good song i love the music in willy wonka even if it is a really really messed up show I mean, I loved it as a kid. Between that and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I think yes! my parents wanted to shoot me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Blue, number two for you. No, you're number three. Wait. Hey. I oh, no, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beard, beard but number three. But I didn't three. do my number beard. two. Or number oh, two. Oh, you did? I, okay. No. They're gonna, these are going to be ending together. I just yeah, talked about Dumbo. Dumbo's not my number two. What are well, you, crazy? I wasn't sure. I didn't know. It's hard uh, to tell. So again, Green's oh. like, I don't know. That's what I understand anymore. Beard, why did you come back? Anyway, uh, so my number two uh, again is going to be something that I'm going to err on the side of caution with. Uh, Tron. Mm. Okay. Both of them kind of fit the bill in that regard. I, I really, it, it's hard, especially after the second one came out, to split them apart. Even though there is a 20 year difference at this point. Uh, but I think that the Tron series in general uh, relies so heavily on CG that it kind of deserves to be in that uh, in that array. Because, it, like, again, as a kid, 10-year-old me, or less than, I think, at that point, looked at Tron and went, Oh my god, those people are digital. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, holy crap, how did they make this work? Uh, so the CG work with it being like early days CG, I think makes it that it, it kind of fits that bill. Uh, and I personally just love the heck out of the Tron series. Uh, I think that Tron as a, a movie, uh, a, a franchise kind of does a lot of things, right? Uh, it plays with this idea of how far are we going to end up going in a digital age? Uh, and I really do think that Tron Legacy is a, is a worthwhile successor to that in terms of like how it uh, 
how it kind of builds up the brand or at least builds up the story and where everything can go. Uh, I think it jumps the shark at the end a little bit, but uh, I'll, I'll be no. completely honest that I would love to see where it ends up going from there. Uh, but the soundtrack between both of them uh, was was really good. Yeah, I was going to say you got Daft Punk doing mm -hmm. friggin' the, the soundtrack for Legacy. But uh, even the original, I thought, was uh, was proper for like what they were trying to do with it, what they were trying to build. Uh, but I really do... I don't know. I really do think that uh, they they deserve being in that list in that like number two spot for what they pioneered uh, going forward. Like I think that's the stupid thing about uh, the lists that I have with stuff like this. Like favorite Disney movies. Well, of course, like Lion King and stuff like that, I could easily put on here. But I'm more like the what what movies pioneered more. What mm -hmm. movies did more? I think for the the genre that as a whole. Uh, and I really think that that's one thing that uh, that Tron and Roger Rabbit both kind of fit. If, and again, to a certain point, uh, Dick Tracy as well. But uh, as long as we're okay with that answer, I'm going with that one. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. It, it's causing discuss discussion. It's giving us having... Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it also shows like Tron... The big thing that stood out for Tron for in my mind also was like finally like... I would, I would, I don't know if it's necessarily mainstream, but like it was finally like a wholehearted uh, like acceptance of the EDM esque music, right. and it's like because there's there is a lot that is really good in that music, and I've always like as as just personally I've always really enjoyed that type of that style of music. So to have yeah. a have actual movies that were like, oh hey no, we're gonna we're gonna actually embrace this and kind of the the culture that's around that. I thought, yeah. you know, it was always really fun. But well, um, and there too, if you if you listen to the uh, first Tron and mm -hmm, you go back mm -hmm. and listen to something like uh, Blade Runner, yep, yep. If you if you listen between those two soundtracks, there are so many similarities with how uh, Vangelis and uh, the I, I unfortunately don't know the the composer for the first Tron, but they they had such similar works in in that regard, and I think that it was. Uh, kind of telling for how the 80s was going right yeah and that actually is a good segue <laughs> green is killing us in chat. <laughs> oh, she's, she's it's us such in a chat. good one um uh, oh, but uh God. you know talking about both movies or movies that kind of surround ma uh, music and then also the impact of stuff actually that kind of directly ties into my number two which is uh fantasia yeah, um, mm -hmm. because Fantasia is I, I mean, Fantasia was seriously one of the ones that it was like, you know, it showed that Disney wasn't really necessarily afraid to do some darker material, just that they I mean, that wasn't their bread and butter. And, you know, yeah. for whatever, you know, whatever you want to say about Disney, they were able to do some dark stories like, yeah. Go watch Fantasia and realize that I think it was like one of their early, early big productions. Like this is this is yeah. a movie that they put out, bef I think almost even before Snow White, like, or no, maybe it was right after. I think Snow White was like thirty. What was it? Thirty seven, thirty five. Let and, me take a look. And I think Fantasia like, was like nineteen forty or something. To to give you a small idea, like because uh, we've we've been looking at like wikis and everything here early on because we're just so fascinated by the fact that one disney has produced as much as they have God, yeah. uh but two the the uh 
the movies that are out there. Some of them you don't even realize they have like a hand in it all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves well, was released in 1937. Okay, but hold on, hold on right there, because Beard, I know we we kind of talked about this beforehand, but I mean, for j- just realize what that what you just said. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was released in what 37. 37 I, I mean that wasn't go, even world war ii yet right i mean go watch i mean regardless of how you feel about the complete you know whatever i'm not even going to go down the road of how they crucified that story but like you know how like regardless of what you feel for the story and how they presented it i mean the the actual technical animation of of snow white for i mean even by today's standards it's, i mean even by today's ago. standards it's pretty strong like i mean so i just i it just blows my mind that that was in 37 like that just it just blows my mind. um well and then fantasia was 19 excuse me 1940 to 40 okay next yeah. example okay so i mean it was it was the, following following snow white but still it's, yeah i mean fantasia is just it's it's a very but unique in, movie <laughs> in in that short of time uh i I'm highlighting this for a reason, but if you look at what they did previously, uh, Disney had done um, the uh, had done cartoons and everything previously. Besides, they did like an anthology set and whatnot. Uh, you got to realize, of course, like Steamboat Willie and everything like that was already released. Mickey Mouse was still getting uh, or or was large at this point, even in the 30s. Uh, but then uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released in 37. Pinocchio comes out in 1940, also a pretty dark tale, if you mm-hmm. really want to look into that pretty yeah, well. Go watch that uh, and tell me and then it's you not look dark. Into, yeah. And then you look into Fantasia and how, like, dark that is. Uh, 42, we had Bambi. <laughs> like, they... <laughs> they didn't they pull punches never... too much on that one either. No, like, they... And Dumbo was released in 41, too, to just kind of go back <laughs> to that one for a little bit. Oh, God. If we... If we go back to like looking at some of the films that they came up with, uh, they 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 were in a an era where like comic books and everything were around and whatnot. They were also telling their own message and, and all that. Uh, and and beyond, I feel like I'm taking this into like a, a whole different thing that I shouldn't be. But anyway, they uh, they were they were pioneering the the ideas of how cartoons could be viewed as mm-hmm. not just something for children. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's overall what uh, what Disney has been so good at doing over the years, uh, and especially early days, like what they what they pushed for and how they kind of uh, how they produced a lot of their uh, material and and how they kind of built up uh, their their brand as a whole. Uh, but yeah, large large like long story short, like they did so much good uh, with like showcasing how the medium can be like taken and turned. Uh, and altering and it was really early on in its life cycle uh that's all that i really kind of wanted to highlight with all of that and and why i was bringing up the idea of fantasia coming out 1940 the way that it was oh yeah not to mention i mean i guess if you i I mean similar to the donald in math magic land if you haven't seen fantasia (laughs) i mean this is this is actually one of the few disney movies that i have in the past and will continue saying you need to watch this at least once like yeah. it, it is it is one of the one of the Disney movies that I, I kind of argue was actually probably pretty original for them. Uh, most of Disney I have a problem with because they kind of let's just say borrow heavily slash just outright steal uh, 
mythos right. from different cultures and really just do in my mind a large disservice to them uh right. because of the the need that they need to like make it gentle for the the audience that they're making to but fantasia did not really do that like they there is just there's so much in fantasia that and and the cool thing about Fantasia, on top of the whole thing that Beard's talking about with like the the using the con- the cartoonish animation as a medium for telling stories, is they also do that with music. Like, mm-hmm. a, I I think actually I think there's some spoken animation in Fantasia. I'm actually hard there's pressed like to. I th- one scene, I believe one it's. Scene, one scene. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, the Wizard's Apprentice. Yeah. Scene. Oh, that's right. Because I think I think he talking. I think he uses the talking to cast the spell. Maybe I'm not. I'm actually. I'm not sure if even. But anyways, like they use they use music to communicate the vast majority of what's going on in it, and that mm-hmm. too yep. is just. I mean, for for people who are like you know more classically aware of where you know plays and theater you know come from, that's not a huge aha thing. But for for the audience that was watching Fantasia, you know, for younger kids and stuff like that, that again, that's something that was being taught, and it's just really cool to see how they how they were doing that. I think. Right. Sorry, I can go on for Fantasia. Fantasia has some awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Good, you gave me a decent segue because we're talking about music. Mm. I'm okay. going to talk about one of the most prolific. It was a hundred percent. It was a hundred percent planned. Sure, we'll say that. <laughs> Um, everything is planned on this podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, then one of the most prolific Disney composers, at least within the last 20, 30 years, Alan Menken. Dory from Finding Nemo. I'm kidding. No. Dory's <laughs> a composer. What are you talking I I mean, I love, about? I love Alan DeGeneres, but dang, that mm. would be an interesting movie. No, Alan Menken. Yes. Um, he did so many different movies, but my favorite one that he did was Hercules. Mm, yeah. Love the muses. Heck yeah. And you were talking about how Disney kind of butchers mythos. Um, that is a perfect example of how <laughs> yes, they butcher it mythos. Um, <laughs> you mean Hercules. 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 Yeah, I I, I remember. I, I'll totally accept seeing, those muses, uh, though. Those muses are right. They do. Oh my god, they're so great. They're sassy. They'll do work. I mean, I love them. They're so much fun, and I like Meg too. I yeah. mean, she wasn't. She was not a hero. She wasn't a like a she damsel in distress per she se. Wasn't no, at all to the original. No. Myth. Oh no, not at all. But she was. She. I don't know. She was a person was, i could relate to she was a strong independent disney princess and she yeah. didn't need no man mm-hmm. you tell him <laughs> yeah yeah hercules yeah, i we'll go with that i actually had like a book of disney songs like transcribed for saxophone and i learned like half of the hercules ones it was just my it's almost my favorite of all time almost and real quick before you get off hercules uh mm-hmm. phil was oh god amazing yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that danny no it wasn't danny Dan- devito was it who was i it? think it was i think it was i mean just the, the persona sp- oh was my certainly god danny DeVito, it was but... just oh his his like jadedness was just so perfect yeah yep 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 oh but my yes, god it, it is danny devito it is danny way. yeah oh okay 
They might have typecasted that that character. I yeah, mean, just a bit. they may have drawn the character after finding out who was voicing it. <laughs> that character looks I way too much. I like don't him. know. I don't know what you're talking about, Green. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, down to number one. <sighs> so, growing up, uh, and I, I think that this is still something that uh, many will say. Uh, there needed to be like more of those. Uh, those 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 tough and, and rugged females, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. There needed to be some stronger female representation is basically where I'm kind of leading with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we ended up getting a lot of that with Disney pretty well. I think it's oh, something yeah. like some of the princesses did very well. Uh, but there is one in particular that I still think they have underutilized very heavily, except for her first film. And that is Mulan. Mulan yeah. is still, I think, one of the best uh, Disney films of all time uh, because it actually does a fairly good job of showcasing uh, a couple different things. One, the pressure uh, that uh, females within Oriental society and like ancient Oriental society based uh, in a still Hollywood-esque environment and whatnot, of course. Uh, but they they did a fairly good job of showcasing that uh, and most of the challenges that went into doing so. Like, shame on your... Uh, dude, like, dishonor on you! Dishonor, <laughs> dishonor on, on your house. cow! Dishonor <laughs> on your ancestor! Dishonor <laughs> on your cow! Like, that that oh. kind of stuff was very oh my true. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, shoe like, was uh, amazing. <laughs> Chris uh, Rock, oh was, my god. Chris Rock was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, like, that's that's where... I think they did a very good job of at least balancing it out for the kids and for the adults pretty well. Uh, they made it very, uh, very acceptable for a lot of people. Uh, but this is the the biggest thing that I will say overall is like I I think that they nailed a lot of what they needed to nail. Uh, they they showcased what they needed to show off with uh, the problems with. Uh, with how old Oriental society kind of was or how it was put together. Uh, but yeah, lots of, lots of different problems that kind of ran into that. Also, yes, it was Eddie Murphy, not oh, Chris Rock. Bad. I don't know. I, I do that all the time. I do that all the <sighs> time. I don't know why I do that to him. Um, he takes offense yeah, to it. I, yeah. I'm going to say may, may as well take offense to it. Anyway, uh, Mulan though, I think is one of the, like especially out of the 90s and everything everybody keeps saying how they they need more representation with females i got it when i was when i was a kid it was there and it still is mm-hmm. uh so i think overall there uh if we look back into the past and everything there are plenty of strong females that have uh existed even if they are just on cartoon shows uh that just needs to be looked into a different spot. That's all. I mean, honestly, I think Mulan was one of the very first ones that Disney, when they started pushing for the quote unquote princess to be more of a strong female character instead of a kind of damsel character, Mulan mm-hmm. was definitely one of the first ones to really push that. Jasmine, I think, did a fair job with it. She still had her das- that her damsel moments for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she wasn't like a full helpless woman. Oh, no. Uh, you also had Ariel, though, that I think also did a very good job mm. with like what she kind of was. Uh, granted, it didn't definitely fit to the, the old Little Mermaid story at all. Uh, Hints my drone. Still, yeah, I'm going to say. Uh, she was still at least somewhat represented in a, mm. in a stronger light than even what the story itself had given her. Uh, and then lastly, I think one of the other, uh, well, well, if we want to go this far, like even look at uh, Nala in The Lion King, 
like we also had some uh, fairly uh, strong representation there, I think, too. It's just uh, the whole, what is it, the name of the scale? The, the um, oh, I can't think of what it's called. It's basically whenever a female doesn't essentially can stand on her own, has conversation with another female that is not talking about a man. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, it's mm-hmm. Mulan is one of the very first ones I remember where she wasn't having, she didn't have to be saved by somebody else. Right. She, she was actually the one doing the saving. Yes. And of course, you've got to get down to business. Let's get <laughs> yeah. down to business. All I remember is that you can totally uh, snowboard on a Mongol shield after blowing up the mountain with your fireworks. Right. I mean, this is this is why I like uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because I can just mm-hmm. glide down a hill on a shield. <laughs> anyway. Oh, goodness. All right, Blue, you're number one. Treasure Planet. Ah, Really? Oh my god, Treasure Planet. Again, okay, so I have to give shout like I I don't mind when you take like a, a story and you twist it to make something original. I I don't right. mind that. And I'll be honest, my biggest distaste with Disney is that they don't do they or they used to. They they have gotten better at doing it. Um you know, for the most part. Uh, but like Treasure Planet was one of the first ones that I watched from Disney that I was like, I was like, OK, I see. I, I know the origin of where, you know, where they're coming from. And this doesn't aff- like I don't want to even say offend, but like it's it's not going to piss me off to watch because they're they're taking a chance and they're reinterpreting it with a different light. Um mm-hmm. And they just, I, I don't know, like, I've always been a big science fiction fan. And so, like, the and the entire idea of, like, Treasure Planet <clears throat> was, like, the whole um, marrying of Treasure Island, obviously, with space. Like, and it was just, right. I just like, the, the stuff that they came up with were just, and I mean, it's stuff that, like, really honestly would only work in a cartoon. Like, just crazy stuff. But it was also really cool. And I think... I want to say Treasure Planet was around the same time that Titan AE came out. And that was Titan AE, which is not a Disney film, um, was seriously one of my favorite films. Like, I just love the way that they they did the story with Titan AE. Um, and it's just a, it's another one of those, like, kind of unique twists on an existing story already. Um, and so Treasure Planet was... I, I don't know. It's just they, they have a lot of pieces in Treasure Planet that I really just it really struck me. And I, I have to give them credit for kind of taking a a risk on that particular mm-hmm. one, because that wasn't something that they did normally, um, no. at least not at that time. Like they they were they were, you know, I'll, I'll give I give Disney a lot of grief because they have a cookie cutter recipe um, and to their defense. The cookie cutter recipe works really well. Like I, I understand why they do it, but as like a as a consumer of stories, it's very annoying because it also encourages other people to follow the cookie avatar, uh, cookie cutter <clears throat> storytelling, and you know it's just I don't know. It, it makes it feel like the whole thing's watered down, really. Um, yeah. But Treasure Planet was just I, I just I just remember that I remember that movie kind of like the other two on my list pretty fondly. Yes. That's I a feel, good one. 
I feel like Beard is going to have like the most like notable number one because mine's also kind of a slightly off the beaten path Disney movie. And it has more to do with the fact that I love Sherlock Holmes than anything ah, yeah, else. I, that was one oh. of my mentions. That was one of my mentions. It's a great oh one. It's such a good movie. The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, my God. Is my number one Disney. And uh, it's funny the because Beagle, the, most... the Beagle is hilarious. Oh, yeah, right? And then the Watson character is really good. <laughs> it's just such a cute version of Sherlock Holmes. But um, the funny thing is, is like, all the Disney has such a, and like you were saying, a cookie cutter thing where it's very much built to be musicals for a lot of things. Mm-hmm, Great mm-hmm. Mouse Detective was not. There was no music in there that I can remember Which that I could say. Why I, I love it. Mm-hmm. See, I love the musical ones though. Well, no, too. no, no. I, I don't. I, I don't mind the music. Like I, I don't mind the music at all. It, it's just again the 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 cookie cutter. It's just like I'm like just come right. up come up with something new like. I don't because after a while, you just feel like you're going to the same. I mean, it's like, you know, there for a while, it was like once you saw one Disney movie, I mean, really, honestly, it felt like you saw them all. Yeah. 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 I think that's why I wanted to bring up the ones that I did, because they felt so different from uh, the usual Disney spiel, if you will. Mm-hmm. They all kind of they hang on some, a little different, even if they they still kind of dig into the same general tropes. Largely, I think that's something that uh, Marvel has also kind of sunk into. Oh, as well. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's I mean, again, going back, it's hard from a business standpoint to to argue right. with them because it works. I mean, like I, I recognize yep. it. I, I completely recognize why they do it. But I mean, <laughs> it's still games frustrating. Fall into the same, yeah. Games sometimes mm-hmm. fall into the same problem because if you go out of the, the generalized formula, then people don't buy it or want to watch it or Oh, it's too different. I don't know if I'm going to like it. And just human beings don't like change. And I think that's why, you know, even if we look at something like, uh, I, I think that something like The Great Mouse Detective was a, a brought out as a perfect, uh, in a perfect time mm-hmm. for what Disney was trying to do because of all the other anthropomorphized uh, animals that they were kind of running with, with like the rescuers. Uh, they had, yeah, they had uh, Oliver oh, and Company Fievel. that they still were working with. Uh, just, just all of these, uh, those typical movies that were generally brought out around the same time, uh, and you all, they, they all kind of fit that same bill. I don't know what was up with like mice and chipmunks though. I, like, I think I well, still don't get Well, I mean, that that's what, it, that's like the Donald Duck thing. I, I think they like, yeah. they, they went with their, they had a very, I, I'm assuming Walt Disney had a very strong feeling about rodents and ducks. <laughs> Is all I can yeah. take out of this. Like, uh, well, I was gonna say tailspin and and what not. And oh my god, oh, tailspin was amazing. Yeah. Tailspin uh-huh. was an awesome show. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. ah, man, yeah, now I'm, I'm gonna now say I'm between that and then uh, yeah. Darkwing right. Duck. Uh, yo, okay. Also, rants before we get too far out of here. Um, I mean, I just named them all. Why? Why don't? Yeah. Mine, mine are actually some of the newer ones. Uh, Wally, yeah. Big Hero Six. Uh, Big Hero Six is. I feel I feel weird saying Big Hero Six because if you know what Big Hero Six actually comes from, it's uh-huh. not. It's not quite. It, it, like Big Hero Six is it's not based, as good as the manga. Okay? Oh my god, the manga! But the manga is so messed up. Like it is so messed up. I. It's one of those things where it's like, I completely understand and appreciate what Disney did with the manga. Well, like, I'm like, cause, oh my God, 
you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. What you're seeing is also, if I if you guys don't mind a little tangent here, like Big Hero 6 runs into the same problem as like uh, what we're experiencing right now with like Alita Battle Angel, uh, uh-huh. as well as also mm-hmm. uh, a couple of other films. Uh, Cyborg 009. Uh, Cyborg 009 and Alita Battle Angel are like these two perfect examples of how the manga versus what we got here in the West just don't line up whatsoever. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are entirely different from uh, what we, they were presented with over here. Uh, and the same thing kind of happened with uh, with like uh, Cowboy Bebop yep. uh, and a few others around that era. Like 80s to 90s uh, anime and manga never lined up with what was released or it was meant to be as like a, a continuation of what had happened or a side story of what had happened otherwise. Uh, but the the difference in how they're presented is just staggering. Uh, and knowing what Big Hero 6 was about and how it was presented over there versus what we got, it, it'd blow your mind with how different yeah. it feels. Like, yeah, just go look up the Wikipedia for the summary of the story. It, I mean, it's yeah, it's night and day as far as like, even even the actual events in the story it's not even not like not mm-hmm. even related but uh so but i mean again they did an amazing job in translating it and making it not the manga but like i don't know i, I really appreciate that and then uh black cauldron actually oh wow black, black cauldron. cauldron i don't even know I that one t- what <laughs> okay, i don't know you need one. you need to fix that because oh my god it is uh okay so for those who are like big D and D buffs, <laughs> Black Cauldron is just oh my god! I I don't even know where to begin. Um, yeah, it's awesome and it's extremely unique and it's pretty much a lot of what we've been kind of talking about with the other uh, other Disney movies. Um, there's there's a lot of like really mature themes going on in it, and they also really nailed the the uh, unique sense of humor. I think. Yeah. with it because they have oh my gosh it's i yeah i it, they just did they they really did a good job and i think black cauldron was another one that was like 40s or 50s if i want to say it might have even yep. been i think it was like 40s or 50s so it's it's another one that's I, I think it's dated very the, well i think if i remember it on the list it was like 56 or okay so, yeah but yeah it was okay. it was around the same time that uh my dad was born actually and the only reason i remember that is because that was one of his first films that he caught on to because uh, like uh, releases uh, outside of movies were so far apart, because of course the media wasn't uh, well, it wasn't quite as fluid as what we have today. Now it's like four months, and you're like, "Where's the where's the Blu-ray release? It's been out of theaters for four months." Back then, it was like a couple of years before you got it on media. Anyway. Right. But yeah, and I mean, and uh, it was. Uh... It was similar. It was like a similar vein of fantasy as like, you know, Lord of the Rings, like the feel. It, I mean, I'm not saying by any means was the, the storytelling quality the, on the same level, because I'll be honest, it wasn't. Um, but it was very similar to like the the uh, the heroic quest and, you know, all that. So but yeah, it was it was a fun one. And, and the character was very like sword in the stone ish portrayal of Arthur in the Disney you know movie it's very like kid kid centered which right, it's disney what are you expecting um but yeah so that was my other i think that was the only other wall wally uh was another one 
that I really, really wanted to mention too. Newer ones are on mine as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the new. I mean, pretty much any of the newer ones. I've you know, having a five year old, I've been kind of forced to go see In- all the newer ones. Um, Inside Out which- was on my also ran. Mm-hmm. Such a good one, uh, Moana. Mm-hmm. Similar and for Coco. the same reason as yeah, we talked about Coco a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need. To, I, I cried. Need, I cried I like such a baby the, at Coco. I still oh, need so to go good. see that one. That was one of the ones that my son went to see and I did not actually have to go see with him. And so apparently that was a bad call on my part. (laughs) It's such a good movie. According to green. (laughs) It's such a good movie. I mean, it's, it's not a typical Disney film because it doesn't follow the princess formula. It doesn't follow. It's a hero's journey formula, quote unquote, but at the same time, there's slight twist and turns and, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I yeah. I I'm with Black Flag. I cried during both Coco and Inside Out because it's just it just hits you. It hits you real hard, and it's sweet. And any movie with good music really gets to me. Anyway, that was a very adamantly talked. I mean, there was a lot of discussion in this one. And well, to be fair, I did warn everybody that I might have strong opinions about it. I mean, and that's fine. That is perfectly fine. I, I'm going to need to get a list from Beard about the Studio Ghibli stuff that's technically Disney, I guess, too. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess, I think from what I was seeing, too, it's like pretty much everything. It is. Uh, I think except for one or maybe two films. Uh, short version is anything that was grabbed up and adopted to Blu-ray. Uh, they effectively pulled over from Disney. Uh, or to Biz- Disney, rather. If it was on uh, DVD, however, it may have been like a partnership or came out when uh, Goro was in uh, was at the head. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, Goro, Goro Miyazaki is his son. Uh, he had like a temporary ownership of how the company was going for a little bit. And Ohio saw how it was going. He was like, nah, fam, literally took everything <laughs> back. Uh, it was a very short term. <laughs> it was a very short term. Uh, that's how you ended up getting like uh, Tales of Earthsea and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is still was good. not. It's still pretty good, but it's you feel the oh, difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you feel it. I, uh, I also might be biased because that book series is amazing. Yeah, like the books. Again, something else. Were like, hey, Japan or the West or otherwise, could you please keep your hands off of the book? <laughs> Like, please. Uh, but yeah, like, Tales of Mercy is, is really, really, I think, a miss in that regard, which is a shame. Um, but again, yeah, we can we can go down that list or we'll be here for another, like, hour on just talking about Studio Ghibli again. Uh, there's only, like, a, like, Pom Poco, I think, is one of the only ones I would tell you to miss. Because okay. it's so weird. But everything else, I, I still say, is, like, top-notch. Uh, storytelling, animation, and so on, uh, and for for basically everybody that's out there. Like if you if you're looking for anything else that like Disney just recently picked up or or or, or had a hand in in some regard, uh, this is it. Like Studio Ghibli is amazing. So make sure you look into some of them. Uh, I know that we already kind of like gushed about a couple of them, like Princess Mononoke. Uh, and I know Blue and I went on about uh, House uh, Moving Castle. Oh, House Moving Castle is uh, so awesome. There mm-hmm. are there are plenty of others in there that have made my like top three uh, favorite anime movies of all time. 
I mean, even uh, the even his it, kid like a, ones, even the kitty, yeah. like, quote unquote kitty ones like Ponyo. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're silly and they're like don't go into them expecting like huge amounts of depth, but they're still well, like, just amazing. Well, well, hang, like they're just simple. Well, hang on. Okay. Well, hang okay. On. Ponyo, Ponyo, oh my Ponyo God! Here we go. Has more depth here we with go. The Little Mermaid than the Little Mermaid does. Oh no! Okay, okay. Disney. Okay. I I will agree wholeheartedly with that. But you're setting the bar pretty <laughs> low by saying that it's the Little Mermaid from Disney. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, like, yeah. But like, Spirited Away, Ponyo, um, those both are like. And and arguably, even my son really enjoys uh, Spirited Away. Uh, he still loves that one. Ponyo, he loves. I mean, like, and they're just they're just they're also fun. That's that's the thing with yeah. Ghibli films is they're just fun to watch. Well, and I will have to to look it up. But uh, there's a very familiar song uh, that the two of you will know from, uh, and and for those in the uh, Destiny universe as well that uh, follow the show outside of just this. Uh, that you will know from Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a, it's, it's something that our favorite, uh, that, that our, one of our, our favorite EXO hum now and again, but uh, <laughs> plenty, plenty of wonderful things that I think they pull from. Um, again, I could go down the entire list for you guys if you wanted to, because I'm staring at the films right now. I own them all. Uh, just absolutely fantastic movies. Uh, and the fact that Disney Disney picked them up, I'm sure, as like a business move. That's obvious. But they picked it up to also make sure that the West kind of picked up more on like what was going on with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was as much of like an artistic move as it was as a a money making move and a lot of rights or or something similar. Probably. Um, But that's where, you know, you got to got to pay the bills to make everything work. But the fact that most people can otherwise see these uh i think is honestly very well worth it very well worth it uh anyway i will i'll leave it there before like i said i'm going to keep going on this but uh, again studio ghibli and disney being in partnership uh would change the entire list that i had here tonight like entirely you know i mean you're you're kind of my guide to that at this point beard because honestly i just have no context for that and i'm really surprised how many people are actually like coming to me like from this show being like how do you know so much about animated stuff i'm like i grew up with it like i don't <laughs> right. tell you right I, and like you're it's... you're not the only one that does that like a, a oh, ton of people have been doing that as well with me and i'm like i okay guys well i'm gonna actually <laughs> come into of... my world <laughs> oh, come gosh. into the insanity that is <laughs> he's got candy no. Oh, Lordy Lou. <laughs> but uh, Blue's going to be kind of my my go-to on this next week because I Blue's really excited about this topic. I'm not sure where I'm going to, like, what I'm even going to do with this topic. So next this week's is topic making me nervous. is top three game trinkets and charms. Oh, which yes! Is a suggestion by Parker Schilling again. So our buddy um I just thought this Parker was interesting. This in- I I I don't know what to pick. I'm like <laughs> that's why I'm, I was excited about it. I'm like, man. I mean, th- so the thing is, is like the reason I was excited for it is because, like, it's something that just it gets overlooked. You know, it's like the flavor yeah. text. You know, uh, that is in Destiny. It just it just gets so, overlooked. I think is that's it just something cool. That 
are we doing things that like are literally just flavor text type charms or like I mean, actually think, affects you or does it matter? I think, or? I think it, I think it, I, I would imagine that it would be either. Um, I mean, okay. I'm going to, there's mean, a couple things that I can think of off the top of my head in different games. Skyrim? Like, Oblivion? Maybe, uh-huh. maybe, maybe uh, that, that do both. Green. Right. I mean, like they, there's like, especially in role-playing games, there's just so much that just, you know, sadly just gets overlooked. Um, and I think that's just really cool that to think about, you know, Hey, let's, let's pick a, I mean, I don't know if we want to like maybe boy i don't i don't know if there's even a way to limit that i don't i say no limiting because i'm gonna have a hard enough time trying to come up with my favorite three i mean it's mostly i think for all of us going to be like rpg related because yeah, that's right? where you generally find a lot of these mm-hmm. like it, what are you which is find? why i'm excited some dog tags? <laughs> which is why i'm kind of excited about it we could right. technically do class items from destiny though right because those were trinkets oh yeah 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 i mean a lot, like a lot of them yep you got Wayne's Kong, uh, you know, Thrustprint. Yeah, the the see right there, Wayne's Kong. It's a it was a it was a Titan artifact, I believe, from yep. uh, Destiny One, and it yep. was a it was literally a, a Jade Kong that she dropped on the moon, and the now hive had it. Oh. Now, and the hive had hold of it until you know, basically, our guardian killed a, killed a random hive that held it, and we got oh it back. God. It was, I mean, and it was just like, and there was absolutely, that was it. There was nothing yep. more than that mentioned. But then you have like the Thralskin drum, uh, I think mm-hmm. Vel Tarlow had, or Omar. Omar oh, the Vel. Ra- Lucky Rabbit's foot. Lucky Rabbit's foot. You had the trice wrapped thing, which still creeps me out and confuses me. Um, you know, I mean, there's there was tons of stuff. I mean, uh, Fro- uh, uh, Ash- Ashiru's Hope uh, was another mm-hmm. one. I mean, there's there's tons of little trinkets from D1 alone that just are really right. got really cool connotations. The, what was it? The Sins of Armin Tim? Yes, like Armin Tim. Oh, Warlocks. my God. That was so annoying. You are not the first yep. hero nor the first villain to face each other. I'm like, right. God, right. bless it. I'm sorry. I'm just still <laughs> stuck on Wei Ning's Kong because now I have a picture of Wei Ning having a Kong that has little treats inside of it that... Oh um, yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Um, you know, I actually never thought about it like that, but that would also make a lot of sense um, <laughs> because Kongs are nearly indestructible and um, waning likes to punch waning things. likes to punch things. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, yeah Kabir. I think Kabir had the pocket watch. Uh, right. You know, so it was. Yeah, it's just like okay. those, little, those little things, like the things that just kind of add flavor to the game. That otherwise, I don't know. I just I love that type of stuff. This will be fun then. Well, I think that wraps us up for this extended episode of Top 3. Thank you for joining us. As I go back into my studio voice, remember, everybody likes the list. We'll be right back.